Tonight's show is brought to you by Ventura Training and Athletics. Restore, train, maintain. Specializing in the restoration of the muscular system to help you move and feel better. Combating TBI, PTSD, and pain through specialized strength training. Again, get your body right, get your mind right, defeat the demons. You heard their uh, title sponsor as they came on. Uh, they just did a big workout, a uh, big win for them with the U.S. Open with uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Again, some of you don't watch golf, but this guy went from a top 50 golfer to out driving everybody, simply doing muscle activation. So that's a big win for them. And again, they are here to help veterans as well. So if you've got a Matt guy around you, get a hold of us, let us know where he's at, and then uh, you're going to get taken care of. Another shout out to 10th Mountain Distillery. As you can see, I'm doing the rye tonight, so uh, cheers with the rye whiskey. Uh, our, the Marine that we were going to have on today, he didn't show up, uh, but we'll talk about that later as far as, you know, he was a little bit nervous to come on, and it's understandable. Um, don't forget, our go on our website, www.veterantrashtalk.com. All right, go on there. Look at the sponsor page. We also have uh, Zach Farkas with Cardinal Financial. If you have any VA loan questions, get on there and talk to him. Put in your VTT code for 10th Mountain Distillery, and they're going to hook you up. Dave's not here today. All right, so that's why the intro is taking a little bit longer. So if you give me the intro, you know I'm going to talk. But Dave, he's not very good with words, and this is probably why he's having his problems. Here's the problem. This is why Dave's not here. Uh, this might not be true, but it's just 10% truth in it. So that's all that matters. It's September 26th. Those of you that are in the DOD or the military know that we are very close to the end of the fiscal year. Now, his recruiting company is not meeting the standard. So he tried to give some BS excuse about a wedding he had to go to. But bottom line is he's at work right now because he has about four days to figure out how to get people in the Army because he is failing his mission. Dave, get on it. Get on it. No yes. I mean, it's called. I think it's pronounced. Uh, I, I think it's I think technically it's pronounced physical year or something. I'm, I'm just saying yeah. it's, a physical no, it's year. not. It's physical. It's physical year in Alabama. It's fiscal year yeah, it's in the other 49 year. states. It's with an F in uh, the rest of the states. Damn it, buddy. Damn it, everybody buddy. knows. Everybody knows it's physical year and fiscal security. Everybody Damn knows. Yeah. Hey, uh, so we buddy. have with us today a big, big shout out to Suds. He's back. His PCS moved to. Uh, Fort Irwin is over with, so he is able to stream us live, which is awesome because there's three of us watching. I think we're all in the same house. That's pretty cool. Um, we got uh, we got Joe and Buddy, and then Lieutenant Colonel Rob uh, is here, and his screen his screen is uh, not landscape; it's sideways. But uh, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. There, right, that, that not now we're that, wait. Hey, there, there it is. There it is. Bang. There it is. Figured it out. Bang. Nailed it. Well, anyways. Uh, Let's uh, shoot it right over to Joe for uh, his soapbox with his boy in the back. What's up, buddy? Oh, hey, Miles, you want to come say hi? It's my soapbox. You can Miles, come say hi. You come are, say you are, hi. Oh, now they're saying you have to come say hi. Oh, shoot. See, they, they, they get. What's up, Miles? I heard I heard you stopped playing football, started playing Fortnite. We're, we're disconnected. We're disconnected. You disconnected us. 
you have to get up. What a mess. The show what is going mess. off the rails at this point. It is. We're good. We're, 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 we're keeping it on the tracks. We're kind of Miles disconnected bit, we're my mic, but we're okay. Are we good? Son we're good. We're good. Get, get your shit together. So you're wearing your Mary, yeah. uh, Mary my aunt right. Alabama shirt. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're all right. He, he, he dove onto my lap to say hello. Come around the other side for the love of God. The wires are. Yeah, I didn't really write down the soapbox. Yeah, little man's right here. Um, say what's up. Hi. What's up, dude? but but um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about as much as you're gonna get up a kid nowadays. Um, any any anyhow, after that, um, my soapbox really it it, it really isn't. I, I I stopped writing them down. There's no there's no point. There there's so there's so much material to be used about. About what you see every day and what you do every day, uh, I, you know, I I got a good friend, a very close friend, uh, um, someone I would consider a younger brother, from a second deployment, and um, it it made me think um, about the issues that arise when a young soldier gets home. And uh, I think I think every one of us on our first deployment, if you guys can remember, there's a lot and there's a lot of deployment on this board in front of me. But yeah, buddy, first, did, buddy, buddy had a great deployment, but that wasn't his first one. But but, but if you can remember, I think every last one of us heard something along the effect of don't come back any different. Anybody get that? You know, just come back the same. No, my family's not from Michigan. They're I mean, I got, I got, don't come back. Is yeah, that, did you? Yeah, got but, a couple but, of those. Hope you don't come back next time. You're that a lot of money weird? dead. Was, yeah. But my, you know, my, my, my whole point is, um, you know, Nick, Nick said it a long time ago on Facebook. I, 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 you know, people are like, which one of the 19 million posts are you talking about this month? Because Nick always has something to say. But uh, he said something one day, and I and I remember it. He said my death emotions died in the desert a long time ago. Um. So, if you know that your loved one, you know that's your husband or or your brother or or your relative, you know he's in combat. Uh save that shit when he comes home. About oh, I was just expecting the same guy that left. Where is he at? Don't tell him that. That shit is so defeating. Give him a give give him a six month grace period to be phased back into your world because your world is a different planet from the world he was just in. You know that's not PTSD. That's humanity. Being be, being let let him know like hey man, that's not you're not crazy. You know, you just had to be a certain way to come back, you know, and that and that's how I mean, I, me and Nick on our first deployment. I mean, we pretty much knew we're not changing thing over here. There's not a thing that we're doing that's going to be implemented and different when we leave. Our mission is don't go home in a box to your mom. That was it. That was it. And I promise you. I'm willing to meet my maker for how violent I was in that 15 month period. But I tell you what, I wasn't going to be a soft 
person and count on humanity because they wanted to kill our Western civilization before it was even said and done. We weren't implementing anything over there. We were just dodging bullets. And I never played God with anybody that didn't play it with me. So when you come home from that first deployment and people are telling you, yeah, you're different. Yes, you're different. Make peace with the fact that you're different. Be proud of the fact that you're different. You're one of the 1%. But if you're one of those family members that he's one of those guys and is like, oh, man, he's different because he went over there. You're fucking right. He's different. You're fucking right. He's different. He had to sit there on a two-way rifle range when the chips were down and it was his life or theirs. You know, don't understand that. Then don't judge it. Let those guys have their six-month grace period when they come home. Sprinkle them into civilian life. Don't just push it on them and expect to get that same guy because that guy would have died overseas. He had to be somebody different. Give them a break. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that to anybody directly. I'm just saying when someone comes home from overseas, expect the same person because they weren't in the same world. You know, they lived in your world. They come home to you in a box, but they're still breathing. That's all I got, Nick. Buddy, go ahead. Hey, uh, adding on to what uh, what Joe just said, I think it's uh, I think it's insane that people like us go to combat. We come back, and we allow people that have never been to combat to tell us what right looks like. Fucking right, buddy. You know what? what do you know about anything? You know, I, uh, I think it's insane that we allow people to dictate us and tell us that we have PTSD or we're different in a bad way or any of the other like things that they say, like I've had people say, Oh, you're a combat vet. You know, is there anything you need different? Like, do you need, you know, do you need us to like, leave you alone? Do you need us to like, give you a place? Like, no, in, I in that mo- understand. It, in that moment, you want to say, yes, I need you to leave me alone because you yeah, just proved always. to me that yeah. you've alienated yeah. me in your mind. Yeah. In your mind, well, I'm a crazy veteran, um, so get the fuck away from me. Well, and that's the way you feel, right? Yeah. Well, to me, right. the, the thing that has changed about most of us when we go to combat, we come back. It's like before you go to combat, you've got this glorious almost patience for bullshit. Like you'll let somebody sit there and talk this like yap in your fucking ear. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then you go there and, and, you know, the more you go there, the more you realize, first of all, my time on this planet is finite. I can either sit here, waste my time, listen to your bullshit, or I can just tell you exactly what I feel, how I feel, and and then if you don't like it, fine, I'll keep it moving. If you if you do agree, fine, I'll keep it moving. But I'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up your ass because I don't have fucking time. And and as far as like being, you know, before you go, you're super non confrontational, and then you go and you realize that 
you know, confrontation is not always a bad thing. And you learn that at some points you have to confront people and say, Hey, you're fucked up. Like you're doing something wrong because if you don't, and you just let it slide, you know, then that guy's falling asleep on security. That guy's doing Absolutely. something he's not supposed to be doing. And somebody pays you know a high price for it. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like the uh, allowing other people that don't understand to tell us what what we should be like when we come back, that we should be the same, that we should be this, we should be that. Like Nobody in this country has ever gone through the amount of wartime experiences that this group of people have gone through. So tell me again how you became the expert on what I should be doing when you've never been there. That's like me walking into a doctor's office and telling them exactly how they should be, you know, treating patients. I don't know what the, I don't know the system. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So hey, buddy, I've been, I've been CLS qualified three times. So when I go into the doctor's office, like I'd, I pretty, pretty much, much, I'm pretty much like, an MD. So hey, like, yeah. Uh, I, well, well, I got, I got cross trained by an 18 Delta once, but, uh, and, and I can tell you, I can give a trach real fast. Like I'm waiting on, a, I go to like restaurants hoping somebody has a bad call because I'll cut them. Like I'll cut you real quick just to prove a point. Like <laughs> I'm going to find your saddle. Bat, bat, bat. Done, son. Give me a pen. Like let's shove it in there. We're good. Then it's, a, then it's a soldier's medal. Then it's a soldier's medal. It's over with. Whew. Right? That's one I don't have. You know what I mean? I need to put that on there. I got to get, I got to, I got to build that, uh, that, that rack.com rack so I can put it on my car. You know what I mean? Like, all I got's like one bar right now. I can't can't rock that and look cool at the uh, at the the BFW. That's not a thing. Anyway, uh, Joe, I I agree with what you're saying, I, and but I think that like allowing allowing folks that uh, have never been there to direct how we're supposed to feel is just it's just crazy to me. Um, anyway, so uh, on the on to the honesty cap. So this week, like Joe said earlier. It, there is no shortage of stuff to uh, to do an honesty cap on uh, if if you just want to do honesty caps on how ridiculous people are in the United States and around the world right now. But I saw a video this week of uh, a football game and a uh, a couple people sitting in the stands on the outside. And uh, a woman didn't have a mask on, and a uh, and a, a campus cop comes up and uh, and tells her, "Hey, you know, you can't be here without a mask." She starts fighting him. He starts fighting her. He ends up putting some a lot of electrons in her. Um, and then I see these these comments below, and it's people. I mean, it's people. It's veterans. It's everybody. They're like. I can't believe that cop did that. I can't believe, you know, all that just for wearing not for wearing a mask and this, that, and the other. And, and I'm like, what fucking world are we living in? Like he didn't tase her because she wasn't wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask. I hate why, it. I why, what buddy? Why, why did he? Well, well, here's the thing. No, I'm just, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I don't I'm, have a real get to it, Joe. He's Joe, getting to it. Joe. Hold up. Settle down I, over there. I'm just saying, I don't I don't wear a mask. 
I don't. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I think it's pretty much pointless. Um, that being ne- said, ne- neither do I. Yeah. That being said, I understand that if I go someplace and I'm not wearing a mask, and somebody who has been tasked with enforcing the rule that that place, i.e., the government or a private property, has decided is their rule. If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you have to wear a mask here, I've got four choices. Choice number one, I say, okay, I go put on a mask and then I come back and sit down and enjoy whatever it is. But I have the choice to decide whether it's important enough for me to stay there because I can go to choice number two, which is to leave, go someplace else that doesn't make me wear a mask. I have choice number three, which is to get super argumentative with a police officer or the manager of whatever business that is on their private property. And I'm going to lose anyway. And a cop is going to have to come and they're going to have to like take me away or detain me, or I'm going to have to fight a police officer. But the reason that dude tased her had nothing to do with the mask. It had to do with the fact that she thinks that she's entitled to do what she wants, no matter what. Do you really think that that cop wanted to walk all the way up there to talk to her? There's a pretty good chance that somebody else there complained about the fact she wasn't wearing a mask and went and told him. At that point, he's a cop doing his job. He has to go say, hey, you got to put a mask on. And if you force his hand by saying, I'm not putting on a mask, then he's going to be like, okay, well, you have to leave. And then if you say, well, I'm not fucking leaving. Well, he's like, okay, well, then I have to make you leave. And then we're going to go, like, I'm going to physically remove you. And if you want to continue to fight, then I'm going to I'm gonna put some electricity to you. And I'm going to make you do what I told you to do because that's my job. But everybody's target, like, you talk about this cop. They're like, oh, this fat rent a cop. First of all, let's put our honesty caps on real hard. You know, we're in a veteran community. We talk about deployments. We deploy for at most 15 months at a time. These fucking dudes deploy every single day for 20 or 30 years. Amen. Like every day they're strapping it on, going out and doing right now what is combat. And you're going to talk about how this guy who's at, he's a school officer. Like he's at the, in the twilight of his career. Like everybody's not a 28 year old stud out here. Like, on a TV show, at some point they're the 35 or they're the, they're the 35 year. Like I've been in law enforcement long enough. I'm getting to retire. I'm going to go work with some kids. Cause I need some positivity in my life too. Like, all right. Yeah. You're not in the best of shape. We're going to like, you're injured. We're going to have you go work with some kids. Cause that's, you know, considered light work for them, you know, but then they're talking about, well, why did he have to do that? Why did he have to do this? Why did he have to tase her? He had to tase her because she decided she wanted to fight him. She made those choices. She's an idiot. The fourth decision that you could make is if you don't like wearing a mask, the mask has been, we all complied. Everybody complied when you thought it had something to do with you. Then when you decided that it didn't have anything to do with you, You'd already let your politicians run fucking rampant. And now it's the police that are supposed to be the ones that we that that are that have to deal with it. Go to a 
a town hall meeting. Go to your city legislature. Go to your federal legislature. It doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen yeah, anymore, but, buddy. Hey, buddy, I believe that's I believe that's uh put, put your sack in the game. Yeah, it does. It doesn't. It, do it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen anymore. Game, acting like, well, I'm watching my kids. You ain't gonna. You're not gonna put me out of here because I'm watching my kids. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna electrocute you until you decide that I'm gonna win. Then I'm gonna put you in handcuffs. What could have been me just walking you out of the gate? Now we're going down, and you're gonna but, get booked. In. You're buddy, an idiot, buddy. We live in we live in a world where people. IQs under the uh, three-digit mark are okay no, with getting, no, no, listen, no. listen, listen, are okay we just to get it on camera and villainize the police. Yeah. Well, and well, I, you we know, and I don't care. I listen, I, 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 I've stayed silent long enough. I got so many fucking cops in my family. Yeah, that, that deploy every day to the city of Detroit. Yeah, you know, and that's where that's where I came from. There's at least, I mean, there's there's several of them. You know, I got yeah, a cousin we, who was we, shot, we shot more times than I was. But, but, but listen, I'm so fucking sick of villainizing the police. Doing yep. the absolute best that they can. And if you antagonize them, you're going to catch somebody on a day follow protocol. And well, we don't, we don't, That's we it. don't seem you're, to they're gonna protocol and dehumanize like you already have and fuck you up. And that's it. Keep on but, challenging know, them and yeah. say, okay, I'm going to spit in your face. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to well, get everything I can to poke and prod you to put your hands on me. And then when you put your hands on me, I'm going to pretend that I was a damsel in distress just standing here. Fuck that shit. I'm done with it. Fuck them all. I am for the police. Point blank, period, and Story. Joe, Joe there's, there's, a, there's another thing that we're not even we haven't even discussed yet. There are two people in that situation, two groups. There's there's uh there's the, the person that's interacting with the police, and then there's the police. There's only one person, there's only one group of people that can de-escalate that situation. Like the cops aren't allowed to walk away. You're the only one that can shut your fucking mouth, put your hands up, lay down. Thank you. Put your hands up, lay down, and, like, allow them to do their job. They can't leave. They have to be there. Like, they have to do something or they will lose their job. But now, if they do something, there's a pretty good chance they're going to lose their job. Exactly. We sit there on Facebook not ever having put any skin in the game and we're going to, we're going to quarterback them. I've seen veterans do it. Mm. Sarge, do, do you really think that if you had a body cam on your entire deployment, that civilians on Facebook wouldn't have lost their absolute mind? Sure. When, when, sure. when you walked into a house. And sure. like, but like buddy, if I had like they're talking about on my my chest, homie, I went into a house once in uh in Akaba, or not Akaba, uh Adwar. I went into a house once in Adwar at three o'clock in the morning, complete black face or black and green, straight up camo, and was just standing above a family to wake them up to tell them that they were getting pucked for the day because we were gonna use their house 
as an SKT location. You Every think some people aren't going to lose their mind because they don't understand what's going on? Well, like, are that, you for that, real? That's the truth, Nick. Did we not do that in Bakuba? Did we not kick 250 doors a day? They oh, take yeah. the biggest house on the block and say, you guys have to leave. We won't touch anything, but we're sleeping here. Right. We did that. So that's, uh, that's exactly what we do. And again, people who don't understand what the word police means is that you know, they're enforcing policy. Like Buddy said, that it's, it's not the police. He can't go away. He is there because somebody called him or he saw something that was against the policy There's of your elected official. The, the policy and, and that we allowed people to make and or we told correct. them we wanted them to make. And now correct. when somebody is enforcing the rule that we wanted them to make, they're bad. I want to hear different. I'm different. Yeah. Hey, so hey, here we go. Hey, so there watching. I want to see what yeah, he hold, on, hold on, Joe. Hold on, Joe. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So that we, we that that's going to lead into my uh, book of Earl pretty well, but we're not going there yet. Uh, on the show today uh, is he was our first. Uh, he was our alternate plan. So we had the pace plan set up. Uh, primary didn't work. Alternate came in hot as hell. So we're good. So uh, Lieutenant Colonel Rob is here. Uh, he runs his own podcast. I'll let him explain that. And he also works for uh, a company, Joe Mutual Mike, when you're drinking your little uh, daiquiri or whatever you have there. Uh, so it's okay. I mean, hey, show us what you're drinking. Is it a foo foo drink? What's in there? Show us what you're drinking. 10th mile. Uh, no. yeah. Okay. Is it? All right. You sure it's not uh, like some kind of rum daiquiri? That's, I heard you like that. But uh, you it's okay. That? You heard wrong. Yeah. Hey, so Colonel Rob, welcome to the show. Uh, he's been on here before with the Mad Colonel Minute. However, we're going to give him more than a minute today. He's going to talk about uh, what he's doing and how he's helping out the force and how he's helping out uh, warfighters get better. So, Colonel Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, for those of you that don't know, clearly, by the visual, I'm retired. I've got a little bit of scruff going, but uh, I actually retired on the best day for a paratrooper, which was February the 29th, leap day. So it's kind of cool. Uh, that was my last day of active military service. Uh, immediately following my retirement, I jumped into a company. It's called the Emerging Technology Institute here in Red Springs, uh, North Carolina. It's about 30 minutes outside the back gate of Fort Bragg. And the company was founded on kind of four principles. Uh, the first principle being Department of Defense support. The second principle being uh, support to the government, usually local and state. But the primary focus, of course, is training with law enforcement and kind of crossing those, finding those areas of overlap between military and and uh, law enforcement equities to kind of train people up together. And then we focus in on STEM, education piece, and then partnering with industry and academic organizations. So what we have managed to do in about a three-year period before I came on, uh, we started training people on how to use drones. And of course... You learn how to use drones with the prohibition on most DOD installations about flying uh, aircraft. You can't do it. So uh, we basically created a space where you can train drones. The next step became, hey, how do we do uh, counter UAS? So we started countering those systems and bringing in all the different contractors and different variations of uh, counter UAS systems that are out there. And then uh, we started to push into electronic warfare and cyber applications as well. But uh, the, the, the true heart of the company is 
how much they actually care for soldiers. So our boss, James, is uh, loosely associated with the military, but everybody in the company is a disabled veteran or a retiree. So we're kind of focusing in on that aspect of it and just building it up. In the past three months, we've done a lot of training. If you've heard of uh, Citadel Defense at all, those guys are building those pretty significant counter UAS box with uh, artificial intelligence in it. And so we've been using that to train some of the soldiers around Fort Bragg. And there's a whole bunch of other systems that I won't get into right now because there's so many of them. Uh, the other thing that I did start my side hustle was uh, created a podcast. It's called Philosophy from the Frontline. Nick has been on it. And basically what I have done is I'm trying to find resources of all different types of folks that have transitioned from the military to provide those insights for people as they're getting close to or have transitioned out to help them find a job, write a stronger resume, uh, or just network. You know, networking is so important to everything that we do. And that's how I'm here tonight is, you know, being part of you guys' network is, you know, you can consider me the Fort Bragg South extension, if you like, of the Veterans Trash Talk. But uh, to pile on to what both Joe and Buddy said, I spent a week this week uh, training with some cops. I don't have any bullet holes in me. So uh, clearly, if you uh, understand the law and you're not breaking it, uh, a white police officer is not going to walk up and just shoot you in the face if you're a black person in America. I think uh, we are in challenging times because people carry the Library of Congress in their pocket and they don't use it for research at all. I actually had a conversation with a gentleman that uh, truly believes a lot of the rhetoric that's coming out on the television. and. It's remarkable the amount of naive things that people think because they just don't know. And so in part of the discussion that we were having, I looked at him in the face and I said, what's the most dangerous thing you've ever done? And after sitting there for about 30 seconds, he couldn't tell me. I said, so how can you judge a police officer who gets up, puts his boots on every day and serves high risk warrants or goes into high crime areas or deals with, you know, not the best people every day. And I think we all can, I think we can all admit and be honest with ourselves that everybody loves a redemption arc. So anybody that kind of starts in a certain place and changes to make things better for themselves, I think we can support that. But too many of these people that are involved in these officer involved incidents that we've had over the last couple months, they aren't on the redemption arc. They're clearly not good people. And the result, although is tragic, was still tied to enforcing a law that seemed frivolous. You know, people talk about uh, Freddie Gray. Well, Freddie Gray got killed by the cops and he got choked. Okay, number one, I can choke you and not kill you. Anybody that's done jits knows that I can throw a hand in the collar, change the barometric pressure from the blood going to your brain, and you're going to go out. It doesn't require anything other than a skilled or trained person to do so. Everybody usually can takes, usually, usually if you're cutting both carotids, it takes about 15 seconds. I mean, Maybe that depends on how much fentanyl you have in your system, though. Okay, buddy, e- easy. The colonel's trying to prove a point here. No. You cut but, him off, Joe. I Well, I apologize. I apologize. He, he was talking about something that was very near and dear to my heart, which is jujitsu. So, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, the only thing near and dear to your heart you just do is be uh, separating your shoulder when you're being a little bitch. But that's okay. We'll get over that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Colonel. Hey, no hey, 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 Colonel Rob, we hit the ground. My shoulder came out and I said, it's out. And 
they stopped. Who won? Him. Who won? Was it or well, Nick won, but one was healthy and we got back in the open weight. Who's the open weight battalion champ? Thank you very much. I'll take it. I'll take it even though you won't give it to me. But I but I did win the open weight tournament. Anyways, Colonel Rob, I apologize for interrupting you. Uh, uh it, it, it's all respect, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of people don't realize. Okay, so when you look at like Freddie Gray, why was Freddie Gray being prosecuted by a police officer? Or the police officer showed up because he was violating a stupid law. He was selling a loose cigarette, right? Who comes up with that? It wasn't Freddie Gray. It wasn't the police officer. It was the government. And so everybody that's constantly looking for the government to be the answers to their problems probably need to stop. Like we all know this. When you were a team leader, what was the first thing that you were taught? Handle stuff at the lowest level possible. Because if I can take care of it before the squad leader or my platoon sergeant or first sergeant or company commander gets involved, I'm ahead of the curve. And what our country is now is a bunch of snitches. People are more concerned with, you know, tattling to the media or tattling to whomever's going to listen and support their, you know, their ideology because it makes them comfortable. You know, oh, well, well, I'm going to get ahead if I do this. We, we've forgotten what a hard day's work is. And to go back to what Joe said previously, one of the things that we we do very, very poorly, both as veterans and as, as a community, is we truly, you know, honor those that come back on their shield. But one of the things that we struggle with is the guys that bring their shield home, right? For all those warriors that come back, that you know have retained their crimson for lack of a better term what do we do to take care of them and it's kind of good that you guys are doing this because it gives a platform and a voice for people to kind of commiserate and work to get make an impact on the community because you know we 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 survived the war but we got to survive the peace afterwards and that's one of the things that's very very difficult particularly when you know you have those ridiculous questions that people are asking, like, hey, why are you different? Well, because I had to zip up a body bag on, you know, one of my soldiers who died in a vehicle accident. And my first sergeant is bawling his eyes out. And this guy was, uh, you know, jumped into Panama, you know, served in Somalia, observed a intersection during Desert Storm. And this guy's a fort on his fourth combat deployment and he's crying in front of me and I got to keep this company together. These things truly happen, and the, the vast majority of people in our society don't understand that. You know, people hear things, and they read things, and they say, oh, well, I heard that X happened. Well, were you there? No. Then you have no place to judge. And it's the same thing with, uh, as Buddy was saying, you know, if you, you have options, you have choices, the officer's only enforcing the law that he is prescribed to enforce, so if you're not operating within those parameters, then you either make the change or the officer is going to correct the behavior because that's what he's getting paid to do. It's the same thing when you skint up one of your privates for being late. Hey, private, get your ass to formation on time or I'm going to smoke the shit out of you. That's how it happens. That's how it works. It's a natural reinforcement of standards that are presented. But uh, again, the business that I'm in, we're doing some great stuff. Uh, this past week, what we did was we had a law enforcement and military challenge with uh, LaserShot uh, simulations. So LaserShot is a company in Houston, Texas, 
they have uh, several retirees from the uh, infantry branch running around in there. And they have established a simulator that basically allows you to do every type of marksmanship training to include three gun and long range shooting through laser simulation. And there's also the judgment training scenarios, which are basically built to insulate police officers from stress. So we put you in a situation, you can see it on the screen. Hey, it's an active shooter. You've got to find the active shooter and figure out why these people are dead or why these people are running. And so it gives you an opportunity to get those reps that you need prior to doing it in real life. And so it was a really great opportunity. Uh, the military guys won. So actually the first place guy was a, uh, he was a president's hundred guy from the South Carolina national guard, really good shooter clearly. But uh, second place guy was a uh, old 504 guy from the, the 82nd. He's actually PCS and to go be a drill sergeant. Um, I know you guys mentioned the, the shark attacks briefly. I think it was before we jumped on. So there are ways around it. And I tell people all the time, like, there are plenty of ways around it because I was a basic training company commander uh, in 2001. I actually was doing change of command inventories when the towers came down. And uh, what we would do is we would be nice to the privates. We pick them up from 80th, 80th uh, was it 30th AG, bring them down to the area. It's like, hey, guys, welcome to the company. I'm your, your company commander. This is the first sergeant. These are your drill sergeants. We'd give them a little bit of action as they're, you know, move your bags from point A to point B, the same old battle drill as always. And then about three o'clock in the morning, we'd have the first fire drill of the cycle. And that fire drill usually ended up with a bunch of privates doing front back go until about 5.30 in the morning. And then after 5.30 in the morning, we would transition immediately into PT period one. Battalion commander was like, wow, you guys are always on time for PT period one. Little did he know we were scuffing the shit out of those kids, getting them ready for the army, right? You, And some people would say that's harsh, or some people would say that it's a technique or something that shouldn't be happening. But before, before the towers came down or before 9-11, it was kind of one of those things like, yeah, you may go, you may not go if you're in, you know, if you're in special operations or you're in the right organization at the right time. You might go someplace. But after 2001, my going in position, and I would basically tell everybody this, the same thing, and I would tell you guys this, if, uh, if our enemies are going to saw off an American soldier's head with a rusty hacksaw, me getting up in a private's face and bouncing a freaking brown round off of the bridge of his nose is the least of his concerns. And that's truly coming from you know guys that are going to volunteer to serve in combat organizations, the more pressure that you can put on them early, the better off they're going to be because we all know it's a scientific fact that pressure makes diamonds, whether it be in a lab or organically in nature. So if we back off and we take the foot off the gas off of those young men and women now, they're not going to develop into the soldiers that we need. I don't need you to think. I need you to react and do what I tell you to do. And I think that's part of Go ahead. No, no, you're no, God, you're 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 dead on. Cut and, them and off I, again, I, Joe. I, I, well, well, listen, I can't, I, I can't right. fucking help let's, it. Let's I see it. it. I see it. Let's hear it. I, hey, I, I, I see like a, a man with this. I see a man with this much rank. Stick your hand in there. It's like I gotta grab it. I've been, I've been, I've been a civilian for so long, and I've watched, I've watched this thing soften, and I see a man 
that's ranked, that's watched it, that obviously cares, that obviously gives a shit about soldiers, that obviously gives a shit about the 22 a day, that obviously cares about what's happening to these people. And where are we changing civilians into fucking soldiers? If we take that shark attack away, if we take that stress of compressing coal into diamonds, we take that away. Like Buddy said, did we send the fucking memo to the bad guys to not stress our boys out? Like, what are we into? I mean, fuck, I- I'm sorry that I cut him off, but it has to be driving him crazy. He's an nice. officer, so he's going to be a professional. Don't fucking freak out. I don't care. I I left as an E5, Colonel Rob. I, I mean, that that that's where I left. But I tell you, I have my ass broken in half. And back in to a soldier to be a paratrooper in the 80s. Hey, Joe, Joe, nobody was ever allowed to break your ass in half. I don't know how they did it, but yeah. Hey, buddy, I don't don't know if you're talking to in the back half, but if you're not part of the conversation, then phase out like you were planning on being. Hold on. Get the hell out of here. Turn around, look, he's shooting words out of the side of his mouth and then fading away. There he goes. Anyways, well, here, hey, here's shots. Hey, hey, Joe, that's a perfect lead into my dumpster fire shirt. Remember, go on veterantrashtalk.com uh, store. We, uh, every time you get veterans together with beers and drinks, whiskey, whatever, dumpster fire, it's going to happen. Uh, Colonel Rob, we, we, we appreciate uh, every comment that you had and uh, the business that you promoted. And uh, I'm going to get to the Book of Earl real quick here. Uh, hey, the Book hey, of Earl. Carl, Rob, I'll tell you right now, my dad was listening. I will wait until Joe's done. In Detroit, it, it, just outside of Detroit, Michigan, my dad was listening to every word you said. And and I appreciate you being here. I, I, I love the wisdom. I, I, I love to sit here with the rank that is on the same par for the course that we are. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your words of wisdom. And I apologize if I cut you off. And Nick, the floor is yours. I'm muting my That was good. Go ahead, uh, Crow Rob. You want to respond to him? That's fine. Uh, he loves you. He wants to hang out with you. No, the only thing I will say is I appreciate you guys having me on because cross promotion is very, very important. And, you know, word of mouth is the biggest and the greatest advertising tool that we have. And if we can bridge the gap between our civilian counterparts and us, then uh, the world will be a better place because we have too many of our senior leaders in the civilian apparatus that have not served. And so everything that we are talking about, the conversations that we are having, they would just look at us like we're just savages because they're like, oh, my gosh, they're talking about killing people and yelling at stuff and breaking things. But there is a, you know, it boils down to when there's things that have to get done, there's only a certain group of people that will actually do it. And most of us have raised our hands and volunteered. There's the occasional onesie twosies that are, you know, that stayed at home and become police officers to help everybody out and take care of them. But for the most part, you know, the, the truest heart that you can have is a heart for service. And many people forget that, particularly our political leadership, because they go in to serve, but they stay because they're profiting or they're staying because they're getting something out of it. And if you're getting your reward for what you're doing should be the satisfaction of a job well done. And if you are not receiving that from the career that you're in or profession that you're in, 
you probably need to take a hard look at what you're doing in it. And I'll break there. Hey, thanks, Colonel Rob. That was awesome. Uh, that kind of that's fucking perfect. man, Colonel Rob. I appreciate it. Thank you. I thought you were gonna mute your mic, Joe. I did until he was done. Yeah, he okay. was done, wasn't he? Yeah. When he was done, I can say what I want. Oh, and Joe's here comes man. Buddy. And here Rob. comes Buddy at the last. He didn't hey, catch so any of it. Hey, so Joe, Joe, Buddy, there's a there's a lot of comments on the, the YouTube channel right now about what's Joe drinking, and I asked about that earlier. So he said that he's drinking Tenth Mountain Distillery. So if you're looking for a good time and a way to uh, get with your family and talk out of your ass, drink Tenth Mountain Distillery because Joe has proven that to be absolutely perfect. And uh, I am drinking right now. The rye is awesome. So I appreciate the comments. And that was legit. Again, the dumpster fire is what we are. you know. And my brother-in-law is a cop. My brother-in-law was in the 82nd. And I tell people that kind of goes into what Buddy was saying. We've said it before, put your sack in the game. Funny you attacks my brother-in-law, anybody. And if something, like just say drastically, something bad happens to him, all right, you're going to have a lot more to deal with. You're going to have a lot more to deal with because I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my sack in the game. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come in there. Cause I love Paul. Paul was my roommate. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your whole freaking family. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, but that's just what's going to happen. You know? And like, so don't don't ever. I probably shouldn't say that right now, but nothing bad is going to happen to him. But anyways, if it does, you go ahead and put me in jail because it's over with. Uh, it's coming in the game. I uh, want to talk about the Marine guest we were supposed to have on. All right, he was a Silver Star recipient, absolute war fighter, and he didn't make it onto the show, and that's okay. Because what we asked of him was pretty hard. All right, we we asked him to come on and tell his story. We asked him to come on and, and tell about his struggles and how he evolved into a, a CEO of a company. Right, it's a small company, and it's a you know they remodel bikes, and we we put it on the page earlier. But again, he was so happy to see our page pop up and he, and he contacted me and I was like, man, your story is great. Would you mind sharing it? And he said, yeah. So he didn't make it on and that's great. I, I, I Not great, but it, it, it put us in a bind, but guess what? That's not the bind. That's a big problem. The bind is what's inside of him. What's inside of a lot of us. What's inside of a lot, a lot of our brothers and sisters. All right. There's a demon in there. There's a demon in there that tells you that you're alone. There's a demon in there that tells you that nobody else feels the way that I feel. Well, I'm telling you right now, brother, and I'm telling you right now, anybody that's watching, all right, we all have that demon. And I, I watch Facebook and I watch people post things about another brother or sister that took their life that was a veteran and what they don't understand, all right, it's that you, you might take your life because of the pain that's inside and you think it's going to end, right? Think about it this way. Yeah, your pain will end. But every time I see a brother or sister post on Facebook and or I get the phone call about a brother or sister, right? We all die inside. 
there's a little piece of us that dies inside. And I'm not going to turn it off. I'm reading enough. I'm reading enough psychology books that can be like, you know, this is why somebody shuts this emotion out, shuts that emotion out, yada, 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 whatever. I'm not shutting it off, gentlemen. I'm not. I will give anybody the platform that they want. We, we will give anybody the platform that they want to discuss what happened. So because the Marine didn't show up, doesn't take anything away from what he did, from his life, from what his accomplishments were. All right. He's not alone, but he's struggling right now. And Again, it's tough. It's tough to, to get it out there. When I was talking to him this morning, I was talking to him about uh, how there's some fake-ass veterans out there. And, and it bothered him. And that's what he was worried about. He was worried about, you know, people using his story, you know, for things that weren't, you know, to benefit veterans. He was worried about that. And I understand that. Because we've discussed this many times on the show that there's a lot of snowflakes in the veteran community. A lot of them. Like, not, like that, we are not separate from society. We are society. Damn it, we're Americans. Right? Like, we are American civilians that decided to go fight wars. And we come back, and some of us didn't fight wars. And guess what? There are some serious snowflakes on the other side that they'll pull the veteran card out even though they never shot a freaking bullet. Right. They never they oh, they had a mortar on land close to them. Right. Like, oh, that's cool. Right. Like, but guess what? You have the other side of it. And that's the side that are the people that can't handle the struggle anymore because they think they're alone. Well, guess what? In the definition of snowflake, they're in that one, too. And it sucks to say that. I don't want to say that because you're the guys that saw all the shit. You're the guys that are alone right now. You're the girls that are alone right now that are part of MST, sexual trauma, right? Like you're on that right side where now all of a sudden you think you're alone, right? That's selfish. You're not alone. Don't have to you're be. here. We are here. The whole community is here. That's why we started this page. All right. We don't care. We, we don't care about making fun of other bases. All right. We don't care about like what we sell shirts because damn it, we need freaking money to like to buy the right resources, right? We need money to donate to stop soldier suicide, right? We, we need that stuff. If you drop, if a hundred K got dropped into our lap tomorrow, it would blow their fucking minds with what we do with that money. Because I can That's tell right. you this much. I can tell you this much. I would not ever sell out. I'd be a man of my word and I'd push that money out to the people that fucking needed it. Because right now my kids eat. I'm thankful. So, I'm grateful. But I'm I think, but, but, what Nick, but what Nick's but what Nick's saying is you, you know at, at the moment without money, yeah, we can be the counselors. We can tell you where to go. We can tell you what to do. We can tell you we'll always be here for you. But but at the same time, if you're not gonna stand up, you know, if you decided it's all over and you're not going to stand up and be man or or i mean either way whatever you want to call it hey joe and what exactly yeah yeah so uh, again our company veteran trash talk 
we're aligned with stop soldier suicide. The reason we're aligned with stop soldier suicide is because they have a very big base and they have a wellness center. People don't understand that. The wellness center, in a couple of days, we're going to have our own fundraiser through Veteran Trash Talk that that money goes solely to holistic healing for veterans. All right. And that is what we're looking to do. We're looking to stop it in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s until they get to their 50s and 60s and they off themselves because people don't realize that the majority of people that kill themselves are the Vietnam veterans, the the guys that are alone and they've been alone for a long time. Well, guess what? Again, I'm going to say it. You're not alone. So veteran trash talk is for. That's what we're here for. All right. I was in bed yesterday and people were texting the, the website. Am I a big hero for answering it? No, but that's, that's, that's the duty that I took when I started the page. Somebody's going to answer it. And the beauty of our group is that we're all over the country, the world. You got people from Germany, you got people from all over the place, right? At some point in time, someone's going to be awake to answer our page. So send what you got. And like Joe just mentioned, is that we don't have the resources right now to get you the help right now, but we know the people that do, all right? So that's why we have the swag and all that stuff. So go to the website, buy all of it, and then all that money goes to the holistic healing of veterans, and it also goes for our ability to grow and be, and we're making an army. So make the damn army. That's what we're going to do. So let me talk about next week real quick. Next week's a big week. All right, I promise you, uh, he better show up because he had a job that none of us knew about. All right, he's the retired SEAC, which is the senior enlisted advisor to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So, Sergeant Major John Wayne, which uh, Buddy's got on his right arm there, John Wayne Troxel will be on the show next week. We're also going to bring uh, Leah on. And for those of you who have not watched, Leah's story, okay, she is actually, since since that story, she has helped over four female MST victims, one recently, we're not going to say their names, obviously, but since then, she is, they have reached out to her, and and, and she thanks me. And she thanks the veteran trash talk hour. She thanks the veteran trash talk nation. And I'm like, don't thank us. You're the hero. You're the warrior. Like, like we're providing that platform. You're fucking right. It doesn't get a whole lot tougher than what she delivered that day. This platform is for exactly what she's doing. And so last word to Colonel Rob, what do you got? Last words for me. Well, I'm waiting to watch Paulo Costa beat freaking Israel out of Sonia's stomach and I'm tired of seeing decisions and he is he basically has taken over as George St. Pierre 2020 because he fights for points instead of fighting for finishes well I guess that's the last word and that's all we're going to do I would love to argue that but Colonel Rob got the last word and we'll talk after this is out so uh Trash Talk Nation, it was great seeing you. And uh, make sure you come back next week because we have a great guest and then a superhero coming on in Leah. So see you guys next Saturday. Yep.